We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to The NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. We are in the holiday spirit. Christmas Eve is when you guys will be listening to this. So it's Christmas Eve now. Congrats. Happy or Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and anything else you may be celebrating. Um, man, it's it's been a rough 2020. It's been crazy. But it's nice to be in the holiday spirit here at home safe while doing it but speaking to you guys looking forward to a bigger and brighter 2021 we appreciate you guys following us the entire year as always really man we take our time out to do this for you so we appreciate you guys listening and then hitting us up on twitter and social media and telling andreas how i was right all year we really really appreciate that um that's something i'm thankful for dre i'm sure same thankful for lies all right you got it (laughs) i'm thankful for that so this episode we'll be touching on boxing mma um man we last weekend we had canelo kind of closing out the slate in boxing we had a good ufc card to close out the year there plenty of big fights 
it looks like ahead of us in 2021. Hopefully, we'll get there to be there in person. I can't wait to see and get back to live events, including pro wrestling, including boxing, including UFC. A lot of exciting stuff going forward. So, looking forward to that in 2021. But for the immediate, Dre, what are you doing for Christmas? A very unique Christmas. What are your plans? Um, Nothing. This year, I mean, obviously everything for my daughter. I, I've gone bonkers buying Christmas gifts. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, King of Amazon? Yeah, Amazon, Target. Look, man, Target's got some new service that we signed up for where they like deliver shit to your house within an hour. And my wife just abuses it. So it's like every three hours is like new bags at my door. I'm like, what is this? Well, we need some bread. I was like, what the fuck? We just ordered bread? Yeah, so we just got bread. Um, <laughs> so we just got like ridiculous. We have so many gifts for this spoiled ass child of mine. But for Christmas itself, um, I mean, we're not, you know, having a couple of the family. The, it's very small gathering. Very, very small gathering. Um, making sure that, you know, people take their Rona test where they come over here and fuck our shit up. And we're eating Mexican food this year. That's the plan, the current plan, as I wanted tamales and enchiladas and shit. So that's it and watching a bunch of Christmas movies. Uh, Not your typical Christmas movies. Like, I think my wife was going to want to watch The Best Man Holiday. I want to watch Krampus. Um, Like the scary one? Hell yeah. You're a weirdo. No, I'm not. (laughs) Only I you usually bring watch horror I, into Christmas. Every every holiday deserves a damn horror movie, and uh, what else? Like Scrooge. Scrooge is one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Bill Murray is fantastic in that movie. So that's yeah, that's it. Mexican food. A bunch, watching my child get spoiled with gifts and eating. What are kids into nowadays? Like what's what's her thing? Her thing right now is My Little Pony, and it's absurd because okay. like. Yeah, she thinks she... Okay, so anybody who listens to this podcast has kids. It usually means if you have kids that are around, you know, under the age of 10, they probably have an iPad. If they have an iPad, that means they have access to YouTube. And if they have access to YouTube, they watch really wild shit. So, <laughs> my, so I've been trying to screen what my daughter watches, and I had to put, like, a parental lock on there because she would just stumble across the craziest shit. And she would show me, like... Rant like the like My Little Pony's getting tortured, and I'm like, yo, you gotta turn this shit off. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> and she thinks it's hilarious. And she found the game Among Us, and I've never played Among Us before, but she loves Among Us. And I, uh, the reason why I have to say it very slow is because my daughter thinks that everything is called Mungus, M O N G U S, Mungus. And she was like, they're mungas. They're mungas running around. I guess among us, you have to figure out who the imposter is. And she, like, beats adults in this game. And I think it's really stupid because <laughs> if she's beating people who are an adult playing this game, is what she does. She plays among us. Um, so she's into that, My Little Pony. She's over, like, the whole baby shark, Peppa Pig phase, which sucks because I've bought her so much Peppa Pig stuff. Um, yeah. And what else? That's That's really it. It's, like, it's My Little Pony. Lizzo, please don't ask me why. She just really enjoys Lizzo's music, and I can't, for the life of me, understand this. Lizzo plays a flute, a flute or whatever. I get it. No, she just every song of Lizzo's that comes on and just dance. Oh my god! I like. Oh, I mean, I have teenagers, and I still buy Just Dance every year. Yeah, I, so I buy it for my niece. That's not going away. <laughs> my niece has had it every year since she was four, and now that my daughter's on that wave too. So now it's like every year I got to watch them like terribly dance throughout the house. And the way that 
my um we have a room set up it's like the, i have a bedroom with like an upstairs which has its own loft and that's where the kids sleep when they come over and don't want to leave my fucking room because that's what kids do and they have this loft where they have their their TV and an Xbox and they can play Just Dance. And there's like stairs. And I always, I, I'm waiting for the day that they dance and just fall down the stairs. Because it's almost <laughs> inevitable at this point that these two goofs are going to fall down my stairs. So Just Dance, My Little Pony, Lizzo, and Among Us is like what my daughter is absolutely obsessed with. That's one hell of a mix though. That's not bad. I can't even remember. Like I remember my oldest daughter Leia back in the day when she was like five, four or five was really into backyardigans, and that was my shit. Like I mm. love the backyardigans. I don't even know if it's still on air, but that's one of the best children's cartoons of like twenty or what two thousand on. Backyardigans was real. Like um, one of the characters' name was Uniqua. <laughs> my daughter loved Uniqua, and then it had Tyrone. They were all black. But they were a little like Pablo. Well, Pablo, I guess, was Spanish. But Pablo was a penguin. And Tyrone was a, a moose of some sort. It was fire. This cartoon is incredible. I wish I could find it. And they uh, had like R&B and rap songs. It was a new song every episode. And I had like to get the CD for road trips. That shit is fire. So Backyardigans was like a phase. Um, Just Dance is always a phase. Even now, what are they're 15 and 13, so... It's it's still dancing all over the house. Um, the Sims has always been big. My daughter spends the money I give her like on the side on Sims stuff now. I I don't understand it. So it's it's weird. But over here now, Christmas is is fairly easy. Like I'm just handing out money. Oh yeah. Like this year I did. I was like, yo, listen, I'm going to buy all of your clothes. So I got clothes for. Now, what we have four in the house now. So, stepdaughters, 17, about to be 18, and then 15, 13, and 11. So, I bought clothes for all of them. Went crazy online. Bought them all clothes, sneakers, all that stuff. I was like, and then, y'all get $150 each. We'll go to the mall on Christmas Day. You can buy whatever you want with your 150 knowing that you don't got to buy clothes. Mm. So, I'm interested to see what they do. Um if this was me and I had that, I would have been a master manipulator and I would have figured out something for like 200 and started borrowing money from people. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But I don't feel like that's going to go down. So I'm interested to see what they get within like their little spending parameters. But it makes Christmas super easy. Like only gifts under my Christmas tree now are clothes. And my son gets a couple video games. Hmm. Outside of that, it's, it's so... I don't want to say Christmas is whack for teenagers, because I don't know. You have your niece and nephew, but what does your nephew really get now? Oh man, like, he don't do shit. He besides he's, he's play like, one video game all year. He's a literally a lump on the couch. Okay, so here's the fun part, and then we can get into the rest of the show. My nephew is 14 now. My nephew is spoiled rotten. My kids are just my daughter's spoiled rotten. They're just they're fucking spoiled. It's because <laughs> I just give them everything. So now he's 14. He really doesn't understand. Like, he gets how money works. He don't really get it. So he came to me and my wife recently, and he wants to build a computer to play video games. Mm -hmm. And he goes, this is like right before Thanksgiving. He says, Uncle Dre, what can I do before Christmas chores that will make me $1,000 so I can build a computer? <laughs> what? 
That's all. He was like, Uncle Dre, all I need is a thousand dollars. All you need is a thousand dollars. He thinks I'm just walking around with a rack just to give to him to wash some dishes and take out the trash. <laughs> I mean, man, that's, it's only a G. <laughs> it's only a thousand. That's it's only a thousand dollars. So him, all he wants for Christmas, his shopping was easy. He wears hoodies year round. I don't know what this is about these kids, but he literally wears hoodies and shorts every season. I mean. Listen, I that's pretty much my clothing too, so I can't say anything. You don't wear hoodies in the summer. No, I don't wear hoodies in the summer. He I wears hoodies in the summer. No. Hoodies it's 115 degrees out. Yeah, he doesn't care. He sweats okay. his balls off. And also, my nephew is six foot three, uh, two hundred and fifty pounds now. He looks a little slimmer than two fifty. Mm. He's losing the baby fat. You ain't seen him. He don't do the COVID. Think about it. It's COVID. He don't do shit. He just lays on the couch. Literally lays on the couch all day. <laughs> and plays Fortnite and talks to his goofy-ass friends and giggles. And he plays video games like 5 in the morning. And he doesn't even play good ones. Like, I come, oh, what are you playing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are you playing? He's like, Fortnite. I'm like, yeah, turn that shit off. Play a real game. <laughs> You're a snob. <laughs> turn you don't shit even play off. good ones. Nah, man. You don't even play good ones. So him, it's just like gift cards and like... Dumb shit. Like my my niece, she's ten, so it's like she wants like cat dog books and she wants like just dance, which I already bought her and Splatoon and like clothes, even though she's terrible on shoes. So it's easy. And then my daughter, I just buy her a bunch of shit and all I'm gonna do is step on her throughout the house. That's about to be my life for like the next six months. Stepping on random ass like she wanted Legos. I was like, fuck no. Because I'm not injuring myself stepping on Legos. Cause my daughter's four. She ain't putting together no goddamn That should hurt frozen house. Used to be in the Legos. That mm-hmm. shit hurts. Yeah. So Christmas will be fun. Like, it's, it's fun because I, I don't even think I gave anybody a Christmas list. So I don't know what I'm going to get. I think I've reached that phase in my life that Christmas is going to be like a shirt and tie every year or some dumb shit like that. Because I, I, I literally didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask for it. That is where I'm living right now. Um, no, so this year, I didn't ask for anything. I don't, I don't expect to get gifts for Christmas. Or really my birthday. Like my birthday kind of, because now like, you know, the wife plans stuff and gets me things. But outside of that, like, my parents stopped giving me Christmas gifts at 16. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't gotten a Christmas gift from a relative since I was 16 years old. Like, I had my daughter and shit stopped. Oh, yeah, it was a wrap for you. Over. Like, I had my daughter at 17. It was It was done. Like, I haven't gotten a gift since. To this day, in Wilder Voice, I haven't gotten shit. So, I really don't get stuff for Christmas. Um, This year, I asked for one thing. It was a PS5, and we can't find it anywhere. So, whenever we can find it, I will get it, but it won't be for Christmas. I got mine right here. (laughs) I missed the pre-order like an asshole thing, and I'll just be able to get it. No, sir. Nope, so it's it's not working. So if you randomly see me knock on your door, come over your crib, be like, yo, Dre, what up? Yeah, I'm just here to play PS5. Listen, you got enough rooms, I will quarantine in a room in your house. You don't even got to see me. That would mean I can't touch my PS5. That's Listen, negative. you have an Xbox. Yes, I do. I, have, so you, I haven't even, t- like, dead ass, I have, not, I have not even touched my Xbox. I bought this damn thing. I've played it, like, twice. <laughs> you are horrible. I hope your nephew's playing it. No, he can't touch it. No, he's got like he snuck and touched my PS5. Don't do that. Don't like if I if I turn on my shit and I notice that the game I had saved is not there anymore. Don't do that shit. 
You're such a snob. But you say that he's not playing good video games. But then when he tries to play a good video game, no. like he's trying to like see what uh, Spider Man's about. No, he's not. Like, he play, he turned on my PS5 to play Fortnite. No, you play it on <laughs> you play on PS4. Fucking Switch. Get out of here. <laughs> Skedaddle. You're such a snob. All right, so that is Christmas in the Hell household for everyone who is wondering. Um, the other thing we have to touch on before we get into boxing and everything else is we've wrapped up the versus battles for the year. And we just had the last one, Too Short versus E40, which Short had more in the catalog than I gave him credit for. I told you. Yeah, he still wasn't fucking with 40 like that, but the catalog was was deep. Where I listened, I was like, ooh, I forgot about this. His guest verses, uh, he killed the Lil John track. He short got some shit. So, yeah, I mean, a 40-year career would do that for you. But the numbers weren't the same for this one. We're getting close to the holidays. Has versus lost some of his luster? Um, Yes. Because it's not, I don't necessarily blame it on like two short and E40. Some people are like, that was a whack matchup. No, it wasn't. It was a dope matchup. But there's other shit going on. And the novelty of it is not the same. Right? Because I don't know what Keisha Cole and Ashanti would have done. I don't have a clue. I don't know either. The idea of this being like this unique thing and now people are like going outside. Like that was Versus. Versus was made because we couldn't go outside. But now everybody goes outside. So... There was a lot of things grabbing at people's attention. There was college football Saturday night. There was uh, Canelo fought Saturday night. There was UFC Saturday night. And that's just on the sports end of things. I don't know what else everybody else was doing. Um, I, I've noticed everybody's talking about Real Housewives of Potomac, which my wife is watching currently. But I've seen that on the timeline. Yeah, it I've might seen make me want to check it out. I don't know. I just my wife just gives me a play by play. Yo, on a like on a random note, that damn Pluto TV has like it plays love and hip hop all day. Every season. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm so sad that's canceled. It is? Yeah, it didn't survive the Rona. They canceled Love and Hip Hop. They'll bring it back. But no, All literally. seasons. No, it's a wrap. I think she took her talents to a different network. Oh, well, good. I don't watch this shit. Like, literally, Pluto TV has a channel called Love and Hip Hop. And all, my wife had, like, my wife's studying for the bar right now. So when I walk in... All that's on the TV is love and hip hop, and she just leaves it on while she studies, and it's literally played every every season except for the Cardi B season. It's been a week. She's had this channel on. Like she'll leave the room, comforting for studying. (laughs) She'll leave the room to go do something else, but she just leaves that channel on. It's like one channel dedicated to love and hip hop. That's absurd. But because all those things like versus doesn't necessarily have the grip. That it once did. Like, Jill Scott and Erica Badu was huge because it was like, wow, this came out of nowhere. And we're all at home and we got something to watch. Just like DJ D-Nice and all those DJ sessions were amazing. People go outside now. Like, I saw videos of people at, like, the club. Like, what the fuck is going on? So Wilding. No mask. mask. No mask. Just ridiculous. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so versus, yeah. it needs to be, like, a huge matchup for people to be, like, Intrigued, and I think it needs to be on a random night, like a Tuesday night. Otherwise, yeah, Saturday nights are not helping. Yeah, people got to try to catch people when they're at the crib now. Saturday nights, like it's not a pay per view fight. Like you can find a different day for these verses. That's not good at all. Um, 
looking forward to 2021, we already know the first one of 2021, you brought it up, Ashanti Keisha Cole. What should be the, the big coup de grace? What should be the blow-off of versus? What matchup should end the matchups in 2021? There's two. I see a lot of people run with this, too. I've said this months ago. God damn it. Gap band, Charlie Wilson versus Ronald Isley. Even though Ronald Isley will dog walk Charlie Wilson, I want to see that. I saw a graphic for that the other day. Yeah. Like, with man. The, how, with the full Isley bros on it. I talked about this how long ago? So long ago. I was like, yo, someone made the versus graphic. Yeah. Somebody listened to this show and stole my shit. I want my royalty <laughs> checks. So that one and uh, I. Right. They stole my, my outcast uh, versus Tribe Called Quest one. Yeah, see, I think I want that one. I think I do. I, I'm so torn. I, I don't even know. Because the, my only problem is why I don't want it is people saying one side or the other one one would break my heart. Because I don't I don't want anybody to win. Um, <laughs> but I want a producer versus again. Okay. I, I just don't know who. You've like been I want wanting like, just Blaze. Huh? You've been wanting just Blaze. I do. Like I I want. But I don't know who I could put Just Blaze up against. There's only one person, sir. One person Ooh, that Kanye? stacks up to that. That's it. Of the remaining producers, there's only one person. Just Blaze has too much fire. He does. But there's, there's, I don't know, man. There's other producers. Like, I've always wanted, like, a West Coast one. I want one with DJ Battlecat. And I want, with like, one, I don't, I don't know. Battlecat? Yeah, I'll take Battlecat versus Quick. That would be a good one. Like if we're doing a DJ battle. I mean, Quick versus Battlecat would be a good... Because my thing about Battlecat is he really defined the West Coast sound without really having his name out there like that. But everything you listened to had Battlecat written all over it. You just didn't really pay attention. Like you didn't know it. It wasn't like today where everybody... You know what's crazy? I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving and I was listening to like a bunch of like 80s and 80s music. And I was like, yo, I bet you there are so many producers from back in the day. was like, I wish it was like it is now where the producers get all the credit. Because producers got no credit back in the day. None. They never thought of putting a little tag <laughs> in the front of the beat. It's so easy. Mike Mustard on a beat? Like, that's, it was so easy. You knew exactly what he produced. Yeah, like, don't, like Zap and Roger and shit. Like, <laughs> if they would, like, tag beats be crazy, but nobody does it anymore. So I, I want a producer battle. I just don't know who. I want another producer. Because we already did Primo and RZA. Yep. Um, Just Blaze would be great. I just can't figure out who I want Just Blaze to be against. I feel like no ID is due for one of these as well. But I don't think Yeah, that's, do nah, that's, that's tough. Because he has a lot of, not even like beat maker credits, like legit producer credits. Yeah, yeah. Where someone else made the beat and he just kind of helped put together the song. So that's rough. Um, I need some real New York shit, though. Like, I need Cam versus somebody. I don't want Cam in no battle. <sighs> I know, I know y'all do. I, y'all love Cam. I Give me the whole Dipset in a battle. Against who? Oh, Dipset versus... I need a whole nother crew. <sighs> I wouldn't mind a Dipset versus... State prop battle. Hmm. Headlined by Cam and Beans. That would be interesting. It's not bad. I mean, Jada already had one, but you give me a dip set versus locks if you want. 
Yeah, I take the locks, but oh, yes, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not discounting Jada ever again. Yeah, I take the locks. It was embarrassing what that man did to Fab. <laughs> <laughs> Fab ain't gonna make no forgotten. more music. Yeah, <laughs> they, done, they done took Fab. It was like, God damn it! Like Fab ain't gonna do this no more. He is not Hold fun on. to him. Jada fucking Nate Robinson him before it was a thing. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, no one's forgetting that Fab. Fab's laid low since. Ain't said a word. <laughs> Got embarrassed. Poor guy. Embarrassed that man. So yeah, the locks with Jada and Cam. You know Cam would be lit too. Yeah, he would. Jimmy. That's why I need Cam, Jimmy, Jewels, and then Jada, Sheik, and Styles in the room. Mm. Give me that battle, and I'm good. On the producer side of things, I would like to see, even though I think he might, I'd like to see Ninth and Just Blaze go at it. Oh, okay. You're a big Ninth fan. I am with, a big Ninth fan. With 20 songs, that's not ridiculous, though. No, it's not. I still think Just Blaze probably will win because he he would pull out. The thing about Just Blaze is he played, you know, played Flipside, for instance, and, you, and Ninth doesn't have anything like that in his catalog. Yeah. I mean, public service announcement is the trump card. Well, public service announcement is one of the greatest beats ever made. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so you, you play that, and it's just like, oh, fuck, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, like. I, I, I say this like I love Kanye, but I, you're right. I think Just Blaze gives Kanye a fucking hard time. Yeah, I mean, Get By is one of my favorite beats ever. Really? Yeah, it really is. Like I, I love Talib on it. I thought it was a song that was very not Talib like, but he really floated on that shit. And I was like, yo, he's just so versatile, and he's, he was great. I, I thought the Kanye B was just fucking bananas. I love that song. Love everything about it, but that's one of my favorite Kanye beats. One of my favorite beats of all time. Hmm. Um, Drive Slow. Like, that beat is fucking nuts. I mean, dude, as much as Kanye's a complete fucking dickhead and an idiot, probably wins, right? Like, <laughs> I don't just in 20 songs, it really comes down to what you play and when. It's choice. just has some sh- some heaters because Kanye seems like the idiot that would go into that kind of a battle and play like new shit and people are like get the fuck out of here where yeah, Just yeah, would know what to play because he's a DJ like Just would know what to play and when to play it that's what give, would give him the advantage in that battle and that Just just has so many sleep dog, dog I was in the freeway Philadelphia freeway album the other day my god Just Blaze gave him some heat Just gave Cam free beans. He was handing out heat. Oh, boy? He was easy. Light work. Yeah. That run, he gave so many beats in that four or five year window. Let's do it. God damn it. Whoever stole my fucking Gap Band and Isley Brothers idea, (laughs) come steal this one too and let's make it happen. I want Just Blaze versus Kanye, 20 songs, and I think Just Blaze can give Kanye just enough trouble. Because I don't think Kanye will remember to play the right shit. Just will. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything after Dark Fantasy. Like, nothing after. But you know he's going to play his gospel shit, so it won't even be fun. No, not at all. Um, Ooh, the click beat was crazy, though. Yeah. There's some... I don't know. Kanye got so much heat. He does. So much heat. So, yeah, hopefully we get to see... You know, if Versus goes out with the pandemic and people start going outside again, hopefully it goes out with a bang and we get some of these matchups because there's still some good matchups on the table. So we'll see what Versus has left for 2021 because it's not something that can go forever. 
No. It was, it was very in the moment. So um, let's see how they go out. They go out with a bang. Right now, we're going into a break. When we come back, we're going to talk boxing and then MMA. So you guys don't go away. Combat Sports is up next. All right, we'll get back to the show in a second. But first, 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we are back and it's time to talk boxing. We had a good weekend. If this is like the last heavy weekend of boxing for 2020, I think it... It went out in, in a good way. It was exciting for many different reasons. Um, one thing that, and it's not even on a rundown, but got to touch on it for a quick second. I feel bad for Bootsy Ennis. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that Van Heerden fight, and Van Heerden got split wide open. Here's the funny thing. I went downstairs to grab something, and I came back, and I was like, Boots knocked him out already? And I was like, oh, <laughs> damn headbutt. Like, shit, that sucks sucks and it's one of those where it's like man waiting so long for him to fight um i mean he's a player at, at welterweight he is he definitely so is. a year where all the other young guys had their their moment they had their time to shine they had their highlights they're becoming superstars boots this was going to be his chance yeah. and it just it, it fell short which sucked so um that's tough but i'm sure he'll come back just as good in 2021 the fight that kicked off the weekend, Triple G. To me, I mean, listen, let's start off. If you guys didn't see it, Triple G won. Surprise, surprise. Defended his middleweight title, won by knockout or uh, TKO stoppage. Listen, he dropped the guy four times, but it looks like he's missing a step. I mean, the, he's, he's slower. The quickness isn't there. Yeah, he's slower. He's never been the fastest fighter. He's slower. He's insanely accurate. Which is what gives a lot of people a hard time because he throws out that looping hook on top of the temple with tremendous oh, yeah. accuracy. And his jab is is pretty damn good. But yeah, he's he clearly looks like he's 38 and slowing down. But that power's still there. I just need him to fight somebody who matters. 
And uh, it won't be Canelo. I'm sorry. I, these people get so excited about this fight. And at one time I was too. And people that are saying that Canelo would just knock him out, I think that's also absurd. But I think I, I think Canelo beats the brakes off him now. I don't see. I don't know if he beats the brakes off of him. I think Canelo wins, though. I think Canelo okay. wins. Um, but I don't think Canelo's interested in that fight. I just what does Triple G have that Canelo wants? Nothing, unless it's money. Unless the guarantee is so high, right? But and which I don't see that. No, I Canelo's don't. the draw, like. Doesn't matter who you put in front of him. Yeah, he's becoming to that point, and we'll talk about Canelo in a little bit. Where, you know, he could almost fight anybody. It's like he can. He's collecting these 168 pound titles, and he doesn't like Triple G as is. So there's really nothing there for him to do unless he really wants to prove he can beat the man. But a lot of us would say that that exact thing. It was like, dog, you just waited till he got damn near 40 years old to beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly. not fair. We knew that before they made the first fight. We said it on this podcast. If Triple G's going to get him, he's going to get him now. Yeah. Because the longer you wait, Canelo's only getting better. Damn. And Triple G is only getting older. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's a testament to how much better Canelo's gotten. But it's also a testament to how good Triple G was to give Canelo that kind of hell in their, those two fights. Amazing. Because Callum, we'll talk about Callum yeah. Smith, but Dude. Triple G was on a different level. Like... Clearly. It was so different than the Mayweather fight. So different. So, I guess the question now becomes, at 160 pounds, who does Triple G fight next? And I have two answers. One, Demetrius Andrade. The only because they're both matchroom fighters. Well, Eddie Hearn advises Triple G. But they're both matchroom fighters. It's an easy fight to make. And if you need to give somebody the rub before Triple G is gone. Or... You just find out that Demetrius Andrade isn't the guy you thought he was. Yeah. So, so that's one. The other one is you go across the street and you fucking fight Charlo. That's the fight I want to see. Triple that's G. That's the fight everyone wants to see. No, because clearly, apparently, people think that Canelo's ducking Jamal Charlo, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But that's the fight. It's Jamal Charlo. Oh, he's a, he's only 160. in your mentions do people think that, dude. We'll talk about that. But Jamal Charlo versus Triple G is a match that can help make Jamal Charlo. Because a lot of people think Jamal will beat Triple G. And that's fine because Jamal looked good against Sergey Derevchenko. Um, but I think it's a tough-ass fight. And it could be... You saw the, the Zone's new platform where like, you get the pay-per-view, you get like four months of the Zone free. Had to happen sooner or later. Like yep. Certain guys have that kind of pull. So I think you can do the same with a Triple G-Jamal Charlo fight. And I think it does pretty well. And Jamal needs that rub. And Triple G, if he beats him, he gets the rub. So those are the only two opponents I see that I would like to see. He probably gets, he doesn't fight either of them in his next fight. No, I don't know. I think he fights Demetrius next. Because he just knocked off his mandatory. Like, there's no mandatory now. Who else is he going to fight? Like, I don't know. Go, go start belt collecting. You oh. need to build that back up. I, doesn't Canelo still have one of the belts? Yes. No, that'll be vacated shortly. Yeah, yeah, it will. They'll force him to give up a title. But, you know, the WBC loves Canelo, and they're just like, hey, you want to be franchise champion? Hey, fuck it. Don't worry about it. You ain't got to defend that title. You'll be the champ forever. Mauricio Suleiman, like, he's a cool guy and everything. But Yeah, no, nah, he'll make him franchise champ, but the regular champ championship will be up for grabs. Yeah, so they, technically, they have to be that. 
Triple G could fight someone for that. Yeah, because Canelo, Canelo's never fighting at 60 again. No, I don't think so. No, uh, no I wouldn't say that. I, I could see him doing it for a Spence fight. I don't. I, I think he would force and maybe Spence. even at that is like maybe he'll do like yo give me sixty three, he won't sixty four like something you know crazy. He won't give up weight to fight Errol Spence. Oh, I don't think they fight at sixty eight. Uh, I think he'll give Spence sixty four. I don't think so. I think he draws a line in the sand. It's like you want to fight me, you come here. Otherwise, what are we fighting for? Yeah, I mean you'd just be fighting for the money, no belts. Yeah, like Canelo is he likes those titles, unlike Floyd. He likes the money, but he also likes those titles, and he's gonna want to defend those titles. He's gonna add, he's gonna, you know, because Arrow said it on the broadcast, which we'll get to. Like, hey, I want to fight him at sixty. I don't see Canelo being like, yeah, I'm not gonna suck myself down to fight you. Are you crazy? Come here, where you'll be too small, and then I can beat you up. That's his mentality. I don't know if that would happen, but nah, Floyd. You know. I mean, Floyd. Uh, Arrow would be a monster at sixty-eight, though. He would. I just wonder how, you know, putting on that much weight would slow him down. He's 47 right now. Well, I, I think he would just not need to take off any weight. I'm just saying, like, Canelo didn't even win a title at 47. No. You know, I so he probably should have. Hey, wait, I thought he beat Mosley for a belt. Mm-mm. Or was that, like, just an alphabet, like. He had a. Because he has 54, 60. 75, now 68. Yeah, yeah he's not a five-division champ. He had, like, the bullshit-ass, like, NABF welterweight title. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, like, some stupid shit. Yeah, he didn't have anything. He didn't have a real title because he outgrew the weight class. Um, It's funny, though, because Canelo's still 30, which means Errol's what? The same age as him? Errol's 32, about to be 32. Errol's but older than Canelo. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wild. Canelo's done yeah. so much already. Um, well, shit, I mean, we're into Canelo. We kind of just zoom past yeah. Triple G. Canelo goes. He fights Callum Smith on Saturday night. Callum Smith is a legit champion at 68. Those measurables are real. Yes. The reach, the height, the size. He's put on, outside of maybe his last match, good matches. He won um, the Muhammad Ali trophy. Yes. For 68. Super like, safe. he... The Super or, he or not World Boxing Super Series. Series. I'm sorry, Super Series. Yep, and uh, he yeah. ran through that. It's not easy to win those. He's been yeah. tested. He's not a bum. I saw people. Oh, Canelo beat a bum. He beat a scrub. No, Canelo made Callum Smith look very ordinary in this fight, and he's not an ordinary fighter. Canelo's hitting that gear. Canelo is in his prime, and it would. It was crazy. Callum Smith had nothing for him in this fight. It nothing did. at all. I, I gave him no rounds. I gave Canelo the clean sweep. And I could see maybe giving Callum a round. I gave Callum the sixth. And that was that was barely. But I could have saw a pitch in a shutout. Yeah, first things first. People that have said that he's a bum, I'm like, y'all just don't watch boxing. You can't just say UK fighters are bums, right? Because that's like saying, by comparison, that Joe Calzaghe was a bum. Joe Calzaghe yep. was not a bum. He retired undefeated. Just because y'all don't know him because he doesn't fight in the stage regularly, but Calzaghe did towards the end of his career, doesn't mean he's a bum. Callum Smith was a legit super middleweight champion. A super middleweight champion that a lot of people said was the best super middleweight champion in the division. That's better than Caleb Plant. That's better than David Benavidez. People said this. But, yep. you know, y'all saw Caleb Plant a little bit more. Y'all saw David Benavidez a little bit more. 
I mean, there's still Billy Joe Saunders. He's from the UK. He's no bum. I need people to stop with that narrative. But regardless of that, Cal Smith has legitimate power at 68. Flatlining Hassan and Dom on the undercard of Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz in New York. Um, and, you know, beating George Groves as well, who gave Carl Frotch hell. But then there's the thing that you talk about the measurables. The man had a six inch height and seven and a half inch reach advantage. And Canelo just didn't give a fuck. At all. Just walked, like, just, just came. From the moment the fight started, he pressed forward. And the one thing we talk about a lot is Canelo's defense. But, you know, some people talk about head movement. It's upper body movement. The shit that he does with his upper body to get out of the way with punches is absurd. You can't hit him clean. And the, the foot speed and the foot movement is coming along. Yeah. You see him doing the shuffle and all that shit now? Switching stances effortlessly? Dude. He's, uh, he's putting it together. And he's 30. Like, we talk about Errol, Charlo. They're all older than Canelo. That's how we're going to feel about, like, Tank and Teofimo and all of them in five years. Like, yo, they're still around. That is crazy. So it'd be like Teofimo beat Loma six years ago. Yeah, it's nuts. So the the first thing I said, which you know, his own took and put it on their Twitter, I was like, he's undoubtedly the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. And some people agreed, some people didn't, and some people <sighs> went off in this tangent talking about how he's never fought. Like people, like he doesn't fight black fighters. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just fought Daniel Jacobs. Like Daniel Jacobs wasn't legit. Are you nuts? He didn't like some guy was like he didn't win a step up fight. He fought Peter Quillen in a step up fight and massacred him in a round. Like, what are you talking about? And when I listen to people try to discredit Canelo and say he's not the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, the first thing that I have to ask is who's better and who's beat more people than Canelo? Because when people bring up Charlo, this new narrative that he's ducking Jamal Charlo, who is Jamal Charlo beating that can even remotely compare to Canelo? Not a damn person. Derevchenko? I mean, okay. They have a mutual, right? I don't know. I have to look at Charlos. But but that's the point. Like, you don't remember, right? Hugo Centeno? What? Like, come on, man. Jamal Charles just got here, pretty much. Nobody's been clamoring for this fight. Like, he just got a, bit, a good win. To be fair, he's on my pound-for-pound pound list. Or, no, Jamel is. Yeah, I wait. voted for my pound-for-pound pound this week, and Jamel cracked my... Pound for poundless. And Jamal's not far off. So you have Jamal ahead of Jamal, but Jamal's the one who's undefeated. Uh, Jamal, yeah, Jamal capturing those three belts. Um, I think he's been on one hell of a tear. He did lose, obviously, and he was kind of getting worked in the Harrison rematch until yeah. he starched him. Um, I, but I think, yeah, resume, again, who have you fought? Right? Like, Austin Trout, J-Rock are the best two wins on Jamal's. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Cornelius Bundridge when he won the title. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, the point is is that Jamal, like, you compare, like you're telling me that these people are, du- uh, Canelo's ducking these fighters. And I can't see why Canelo would duck somebody like Jamal Charlo. One, they're not in the same weight class. Two, like, Why? <laughs> Like you look at it, why would he duck Jamal Charlo? And then people were like, "Oh, he has fought people out of the." Look, Canelo is thirty years old. They called Callum Smith a bum. 
Not true. Sergey Kovalev, yeah, no, he wasn't the Sergey Kovalev he once was. But Canelo went out there and knocked him out and claimed a light heavyweight championship. That's crazy. Then he beat Daniel Jacobs pretty handily. Like, who, who, and uh, some people gave me shit for this, and they're right. Manny Pacquiao is the best resume in boxing because he's still active, and I always forget about that. But there's nobody on this planet who has a resume of Canelo Alvarez at 30 years old. Not even close. It is absurd what Canelo has done in his boxing career. And people say, like, oh, you know, he lost to Floyd. Floyd gave him a boxing lesson. It was the best thing that fucking happened to him. The man's virtually unbeatable. Oh, Caleb Plant might beat him. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think any of these guys have anything for Canelo. Somebody's going to have to show me something. Because Callum wasn't a bum. I've seen Caleb get touched. I've seen Benavidez get touched. I've seen Charlo get touched. I don't see Canelo getting touched. Triple G was the only person who could touch him. And Triple G in his prime, in my opinion, beats all the people that you're saying Canelo ducks. Prime Triple G would have fucked Jamal Charlo up. Oh. Prime Triple G? Prime Triple G was a beast. Yeah, I can't say... I can't say that you're wrong. No, prime because prime triple G. Because like, look, Canelo fought prime triple G. Yeah, he fought, and, he, and prime triple G won that fight. Exactly, so yes. prime yes. triple G. Like, if you're saying he ducked all these fighters, but not triple G, the boogeyman of boxing? Are you kidding me? Come on, man, y'all gotta stop. Canelo is the number one pound for pound fighter in boxing. Period. Until Errol and Terence fight, they can't. They don't have anybody on their resume that compares. It's not even close. There is wow. distance between Canelo and everybody else. But again, who does Charlo fight now? Like, if if he's not aiming for Canelo, I guess Triple G could be the fight. But there's then you fight Triple G, say he beats Triple G handily. People are like, oh, he looked better against Triple G than Canelo ever did. Yeah, but Triple G's going to be like 40. Yes, of course. That's the caveat. But casuals aren't going to say that. And then it's just going to grow. Like, oh, you're dodging him. Right. But A tougher fight, like you want to talk about dodging, in which Canelo's not dodging anyone. But a tougher fight than Charlo is going up and fighting better BF. Thank you. That's that's the toughest fight he can have. Yes, absolutely. By far. But people are stuck on this Charlo thing, and they can, like, listen, I don't care what, if Charlo were to beat Triple G, Charlo needs to go to 68 for there to even be a fight. Why would Triple G fight, I mean, why would Canelo fight Charlo at 60? It's not happening. Jamal still got a lot more to show me. I think Jamal, Jamal Charlo is a really good fighter. I do. I'm not taking anything away from him. But Canelo's just on a different level right now than everybody. Because who isn't Canelo fighting? He's fighting champ. Like, all the credit I give Bud for fighting who's in front of him, Canelo's doing it. And these are like all, he's, he's going, he's just running up and down divisions now, beating yep. up people. Going up a division. Because listen, 160 is probably where many people thought he would settle in at. He went up to 168. I was like, no, you know what? I kind of feel better up here. And I, I'm just going to clear this out instead. And people are like, what? Like, you know, you got to fight people who are like 6'3 up there. Yeah, so what? I'm good. I'm like 5'8, but fuck it. I can do it. 
And he's doing it. Yo, did you see he revealed that his plan was to punch Callum Smith in his left arm so he couldn't use that, that counter? Yeah, and he popped his bicep. <laughs> <coughs> Not only was that the plan, he did it so well that he burst the man's bicep in the third round. That's stupid. That's, that's crazy power. That's, I mean, that's stupid. Like, can, there's so many things that Canelo does well, right? Like, defensively, he is, with, with Mayweather gone, he's the best defensive fighter in boxing. Oh, no. Who's better right now? The best defensive fighter I see right now is probably Shakur, and he's young. But Shakur is the best defensive fighter. Shakur hasn't been tested like Canelo has. Okay. Until Shakur, like, Shakur has the tools to be the best defensive fighter in boxing. But Fair. I need to see him fight somebody. He will. Yeah, nah, It'll happen. Everyone, now nah, everyone else is uh, pretty offensive. I mean, what, we're looking at Demetrius? Demetrius is pretty good. But people call him boring because of it. Yeah, I mean he's um, he's defensive. But the thing about Canelo is his offense is his defense. Like he, it's not like he throws punches to not get hit, but he counters and you can't hit him clean. No, this fight was incredible. It was like sixty sixteen percent that's connect absurd. rate or something from Calvin Smith. Crazy. Granted, I mean, the man had one arm due to the yeah the ruptured bicep. The man had this crazy reach and couldn't touch him. Like you watch him, Canelo's like. He's he's coming forward. That's the other thing. It's not like Canelo's waiting for Callum to come to him. Canelo's marching, walking a man who is bigger than him down and still not getting hit while moving forward. Most fighters, they, they step back and create distance and try to, you know, they use their feet and they, they dodge. They don't come forward and defend punches like that. Canelo had no respect for Callum Smith's power whatsoever. At all. It was apparent early. He, might, he was like, I, you got nothing for me. He might also, between him and Triple G, have the best chins in boxing. Yeah, I think they tested that with each other. Yeah, they like, yes. yo, they hit, the, <laughs> they hit each other with bricks. I agree. You throw Tyson Fury in there, and we, and we got the, the yeah, trio yeah. of iron chins. Definitely. Like, those, those chin, that chin? Because now you can't hit him clean. That's a problem. But now it's like he's got his chin wrapped around like a bulletproof vest. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, I mean, and they don't even go to the ground, so I can't even put Tyson Fury in there. Tyson Fury's hit the deck several times. He just has some innate ability to get the hell up. Yeah. He's like Wolverine. He heals very fast, but he still breaks stuff. Canelo's jaw is just indestructible. He'd just sit there and he punches if he wanted to. Yeah, he's, look, man, I, I don't, you have to go back to the beginning of us recording this podcast when I was not a Canelo believer. I thought Triple G would dog walk him. I said it. I, I said fair, it numerous Triple times G on this podcast. I didn't think Canelo was good as advertised. The fuckers proved me wrong. Yes. He's the best fighter in the world. I think he is. He, he's grown into the potential everyone said he had. He's al- I think he's already, at this point, reaching those, you know, a top 50 all-time great list. He could be one of the... He Right now, he could be in the top... The short list for the greatest Mexican fighters of all time. Oh yeah, who do you put there, Marquez, right now? Um, number one, five, five division champ. Pro- probably. I mean, yeah, yeah. C- that, I mean, Canelo. The- already, there's an argument you can make that Can- Canelo is better than Marquez. Yeah. Lost to the same guy. Marquez lost to Pacquiao three times. Even though, again. People thought he was robbed in well, those fights. 
Well, but, Julio Cesar Chavez is probably the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Okay. Even still, yeah, though. the man did go like ninety nine and zero before he took his first <laughs> right. loss. Man, just never losing. And then you gotta get. I mean, because all right, you think about. Mexico I also fighters. think he lost to Pernell Whitaker. But well, a lot of people did. And it's just yeah. I mean, I think Triple G beat Canelo. So so there's Semantic. there's Julio Cesar Chavez, there's Salvador Sanchez, there's Juan Manuel Marquez, um, Ricardo Lopez. Uh, then you have the holy trinity of Marco Antonio Barrera, Juan, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez, and Eric Morales, who they all fought each other. Yes. Then there's Canelo. And again, Canelo's thirty. Unless like you didn't the even wheels come. You De La Hoya in that, by the way. No, I didn't. I did not. Um, Is that <laughs> I count him as a Mexican fighter, even though he was. I like, do, I do, but I think US. I think he's the, the biggest. Well, I think he's right, maybe right outside that top five. Maybe right outside. Ooh, I don't. Uh, that's tough. Maybe because one thing I always give Oscar credit for is he fought everybody. Oh yeah. Like Oscar he beat a lot of people. He did. He did. He beat, and I mean, I, I don't think he beat Sweet Pea either. But <laughs> <laughs> yo, Sweet Pea had three losses. I can knock all of them off to like bad judging. Yeah, it's fair. It's very fair. That motherfucker could be undefeated in my eyes. I watched all the fights. Um, but Oscar's resume is deep. It is. I mean, it the, is. the last two really fucked him up. It did. He stayed a little bit. Like again, though, that was for the money. So, you know, Mayweather and Pacquiao, he really didn't need those fights. Like, those, those didn't help the resume. But losing to those two guys, there's no, no shame in that. No, no, there's no shame in that. And he fought, you know, Shane Mosley when Shane Mosley was killing everybody at one point. Oscar's great, but it's like... He beat the look- shit out all the Puerto Ricans. Yeah, I mean, fucking Tito. God damn. That, that'll... <laughs> Unbelievable. Damn shame what he did to the Puerto Ricans. <sighs> but, uh... At Canelo at 30 can eclipse all these guys if he keeps this up. In two years, he can be the greatest Mexican fighter ever. You're and right. be playing with house money. Like, if he were to go up and beat Better Biev, if he beat Better Biev, beat Plant, beat Billy Joe Saunders over the next two years, that's r- ridiculous. I don't even need the Better Biev fight. I Honestly... That's his toughest fight, and if he just wants to prove it, then that's that's cool. I think clear out one sixty eight, and then you look at doing what Roy did, where you you already got that title at one seventy five. See if you can jump to Cruiser on some wild shit, and just see if you can pick someone off, because that division is decimated. Yeah, he probably could. There's no one there left. Like Usyk left, vacated all the belts. I think you would fuck around, and go up there and grab a belt or two. You might be right. You might five I mean, division champ. Yeah. From 154 through Cruiser? It's a bad man. Bad man. So anybody who's listening, if you have somebody that you think is better than Canelo, go ahead and try me. Because I, I can't see this. No. I can't. I love He's, Errol. Errol hasn't done enough to be better than Canelo. No. Uh, He's number one on my pound for pound list. I mean, granted, he's been that for a year now. And ESPN has let me be part of a committee what this is my third month on the committee and i voted for canelo every single time so i think this is the this is the fight that pushed him over the top if bud crawford i think we dropped a list um it should already be out i gotta check out the website if bud crawford's number one then i, I don't know what to do at this point yeah there's just i can't they have he has to fight arrows the only way 
It's the only way. That to... shit ain't happening. I heard Errol on broadcast said it might be 70-30. I was like, oh, we out of here. Yo, we can talk, we'll talk about this real quick. So there were two things that happened on the broadcast. Well, actually, there's three because the third one is if y'all listen to my little segment on the family affair, that was kind of uh, that was me. I was happy. That was I, good. I saw it on Facebook today. That was really good. Got a chance to do that. But the two things that happened, there were two interviews, one with Errol Spence, one, the other with Teofimo Lopez. First of all, they were both on the zone, which is cool. I, I'm glad that some of these networks, the top ranked is the same thing, are fine shining the light on other fighters because it's boxing. Come on. Can't shut people yep. up. But two, th- there's two very different things happen. Teofimo said, I'll fight anybody. Devin Haney, anybody. On God, they can all get it. That's what you like to hear. <laughs> yeah. He didn't talk. He also about- asked for 10 mil for that fight, in which Eddie Hearn was like, you know what? I got it. Like, yeah. don't tell your boss, though. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. All right. So, so Tia wants to fight everybody. Obviously, he feels like he's the super A side, which could complicate matters in some ways. I mean, that's, that's the truth, though. Everyone but, else got to just eat that. If your name's not Tank, you got to eat that. Yeah, he's right, right? He deserved that by beating Lomachenko. But he yeah. said it. He was like, I fight anybody. He didn't talk splits, nothing like that. Errol talked about money splits. You don't do that. Because as much as you've done... Terrence has also done great things. This is a 50-50 fight. This is what it should be. I'm all right with 45-45 winner gets 10. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. But in no way in hell should Bud ever acquiesce to a 70-30 split. Are you nuts? Nah, you're bugged. And don't do that. Like Again, I don't like that kind of posturing on live television. Don't do that. That's not, Fans don't want to hear that shit. Remember when Keith Thurman did that shit to Errol? Yeah, Errol hated it. Now he's doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, don't do that shit. That's whack. Um... I mean, the only time I've seen it work publicly, in which it was mentioned like quick, and then it was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it, is Wilder said he'll take 60-40 to fight Fury in the first fight. Yeah, okay. And Fury was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. And then we'll revisit this for the rematch. 50-50 if we have a rematch. Yeah, see, that, and that's okay. And they did. But So Fury took his 60-40 in the first, earned the rematch, took his 50-50, and they cash the hell out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like watching Errol. Bud got to gamble on himself, though. Like, if I'm Bud, I'm taking the 60-40 and just beating your ass. Well, yeah, you, you kind of have to, like, if you care about greatness at this point. Because you're not going to yeah. make more money fighting anybody else, really. No. But I just didn't. And I tell Bob to find that somewhere else. Yeah, I just didn't like, like yo, I didn't like Errol saying that. I just, it bothered me. I was like, don't don't talk about money splits. Just say everybody can get it. Like, Tio's like, on God, everybody can get it. Cool. <laughs> I like that. God. That reminded me of uh, Adrian Broner. On God in them. Yeah, in them. <laughs> but I love that shit. Theo's really about that life, though. You don't give a fuck. Like, but there's a difference, and that's that's what's kind of like weird. Like, I don't know what happened. Again, it was the Mayweather effect for a lot of these guys who are right under him, where the O is so protected. It's like, yo, through the amateurs, none of y'all are undefeated. None of y'all were Loma. Right. Like, you've all lost to each other. And that's the crazy thing about these young guys, like Fimo, Haney, all the, Like, not only did you lose in the amateurs, y'all lost to each other. Yeah. Haney and Ryan Garcia are three apiece. So what does fighting the pros mean? Who cares? We already lost to each other, came out, and we're stars still. So fuck it. Let's do it for some paper this time. Yeah. So losing doesn't bother these young kids, I think, as much as it would other people. 
That's true. Is that that generation right under Floyd really got fucked up with that? I need to have an alt. Like Keith Thurman, just Spence, Crawford. Like, I don't need that shit. Crawford, maybe not, but no one fight him because they want to protect their alt. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah, weird ass generation. Uh, let's hit our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk UFC to wrap this up and get into our holiday. So you guys stay right there. We'll be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, last little bit of the show before we get ready for, uh, well, I'm going to get ready to eat because I eat on Christmas Eve like all Puerto Ricans. But... That means I have Christmas Day open, and I might just drive by Dre's crib to get some uh, to get some food from you. Oh, I got you a gift, by the way. You got me a gift. I did. Oh, now shit. Well, good. I got to get you a gift <laughs> this time. <laughs> King of Amazon again. I don't get gifts that much, so this is this brings a tear to my eye, Dre. My, you get me a gift. My parents don't even get me a gift. I like that. Six years of podcast partnership here. This is this is good. Um, yeah, so I'll come by your house. Uh, make sure I get a plate, though. The, the plate <laughs> and the gifts go hand in hand. That'd be, that'd be marvelous. Um, all right, so we have the UFC. They had their last fight of the year. UFC fight night, Thompson versus Neil, was this past weekend. And I thought they closed it out very well. It was a card, to me, that was as strong throughout as the pay-per-view card we just saw and i think even though there wasn't the finishes i was hoping for it was still a really entertaining card and i watched it on the side of boxing so i mean granted i wasn't glued to the television but when i watched it was good action throughout yeah it was a good card um greg hardy lost was the first thing i thought about marcin tybura just man listen i mean you could cut him right like if you make it 60 cuts like Tybura knocked him out. Like it, it's cool to cut Greg Hardy now. Great, experiment over. There's some people that you know want to see Greg Hardy fight. I've never seen it proven anything that Greg Hardy brings a ton of attention to the UFC. But his cardio is trash. The man, Horrible. he looked great in the first round. And I think I don't like Greg Hardy as a human being, but he looked really good in the first round. And then as soon as the fight hit the ground, he was like a dead man, breathing hard, and then he just died of exhaustion. He's he's done, man. The man's not good. So that was the first thing that I thought about. Uh, Jose Aldo lives to fight another day. Was winner go to Bellator? Uh, he looked good. Marlon Moraes. What the hell happened to Marlon Moraes? Yo, I can't call it. I mean, he's falling off of a cliff, and it looks like he he didn't belong in the octagon with Rob Font. 
And Fox not like a crazy striker to me. He's a, he's a good striker, but Marlon Moraes was a killer at one point. Yeah, I, I mean he beat um, Aljo, right? Yes, he kicked Aljo in his face. Remember? And that was Aljo's last loss. Yes, made him kicked him stiff. Yeah, and then now he can't. I'm not sure if he's a top ten guy. Right he's now. lost three in a row, man. He's lost three in a row. Like he lost to Cejudo, lost Corey Sanhagen, and now a lot of miles. A lot of miles on him. Yeah, it's just crazy because it made me think because Aljo was like, you know, some guys maybe not be that good. But I remember when Hennon Burrell f- fell off after the Dillashaw loss, and it was just like yeah. over. At the time, Hennon Burrell was unbeatable, and then Dillashaw ran him over. This Talking about Dillashaw, he's over here talking shit. Yeah, he wants him and Aldo want to fight. I wouldn't mind it. Dillashaw can come back well, in Dillashaw January. Wa- Dillashaw wants to fight for the title, oh, which is fucking ridiculous. He needs to chill out. Go fight Jose Aldo. I want to see that. Yeah, I think that's a good fight. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, Aldo looked good with the with the body work. I didn't pick him to win, so this is surprising. <laughs> but, he, like you said, lived to fight another day, and he's a name. And him versus Dillashaw is either a really good headliner for an ESPN card, or you could put him as a co-main on a pay-per-view. Yeah. People want to see it. I mean, yeah, shit. I wish Aldo wanted to do a quick turnaround, put him on the Connor card. Sure, why not? That would be great. I, I mean, they haven't announced shit else for that Connor card. True, indeed. They haven't announced that goddamn thing. No, nope. th- it's like, yo, Connor's fighting. Th- Pay your money. Uh, Shut up. Are there three cards that week? Is that the week that there's three shows? It was supposed to be. I have heard nothing else about this. It was supposed to be the new international fight week. Yo, I saw so many people complain because they're like, ah, four weeks with no UFC. What are we going to do? Live life, motherfucker. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> they have fights every week. 20, like, 25 weeks, dog. Weeks 25 weeks of, of straight fights. Look, I don't even, you know, Dana may not be my cup of tea, but get the man a fucking break. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. During a pandemic. Right. He built an island. Like, let, let the man relax. Ugh. He built an island. <laughs> like, goddamn, I want a break. I'm ha- Listen, dog, I'm so happy. Like, I looked at my slate for the next, well, because obviously we got the Ryan Garcia fight and Luke Campbell. Yeah. But other than that, there's nothing. I'm so happy. There's nothing. I yeah, can just, me too. I can just focus I, on I Wrestle Kingdom. I have off days. I took days off. Like, one, I have, like, use it or lose it floating holidays. Oh, yeah, you got to use those. Yeah, so I was like, wait, these don't transfer? I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm taking days off. So I'm, I'm using those, actually. But i also using, like, some vacation time. Like, you know what? Just because. I was just sitting around the house doing nothing. I'm not even going nowhere. But fuck it. I just want to be off for a second. So it's it's great. And then, you know, it definitely have to kick up for Ryan Garcia because he does numbers. Yeah. So can't wait for that week. Um, back to MMA, though. We also had Anthony Pettis winning. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's his first winning streak since 2014. Which sounds nuts. Crazy. And he's still young. Yeah. I just don't know what he has left. Dude, he just, just keep your ass at lightweight. Don't go to welterweight anymore. No, no, no. That's all bad. Yeah, stay lightweight. Stay in shape. You know. He said it himself, man. The only reason he went to welterweight because he was lazy. So, he's, he can still fight. He's still a name. He looked good. So, you know, him, Jose Aldo, they, again, they didn't have to go to Bellator this week. If Yeah, if I'm him and I say, you know what, I want to see if I can make one more run for the title, I call out Tony Ferguson. 
<laughs> Fuck it. Still a top five guy. He's on a losing streak. I'm on a winning streak. Let's get it. I wouldn't be mad at that. It seems like a good pairing. Give me Ferguson. Wait, didn't they fight? Yeah, yeah. He got his ass whooped, I think. He didn't. Pettis, like, hurt his rib at some point in that fight when they were on the ground. Yes, but it was a good fight for Pettis. It was. That's all I'm trying to remember. So, yeah, run it back. Yeah, but then Tony, like, choked him out at the end of yeah, the Yeah, stay, stay far away from, like, Charles Oliveira and all those guys. Go fight Tony. Oh, Anderson. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Oliveira, don't, don't do that right now. Again. He's a whole different type of winning streak. Yeah. So, yes. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Slow down on that. Um, Michael Pereira, one. Pereira, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, he beat Michael Chaos, Pereira, man. Yeah. Uh, but that was one hell of a fight. Chaos, again, he just looked more fatigued than anything towards the end. I mean, you know, you try to swing for those home run punches. And, you know, your first two octagon appearances are less than a minute. And Pereira is a guy who moves extraordinarily well around the octagon. So Chaos couldn't catch him with one. I think Chaos will be, you know, paired up with somebody he can knock out next. Not saying that the person, it'll be like a can or anything like that. Just somebody who'll be a little bit more stationary. But, uh, you know, he he never looked like a guy who was just going to be, like, undefeated. So, this is fine. Yeah, no. Minor setback. He fought a lot this year. So, it's cool. Regroup. See if you put another streak together for 2021. And then, main event, Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Jeff Neal. Neal's another one who looked really good. Looked like he was moving along. And he ran into Wonderboy. And there's levels to this shit. Absolutely. <laughs> if you can't strike with Wonderboy, like, if you can't figure out that puzzle, you're fucked. And- can't believe Pettis beat him. I still can't believe he got Yo, he, caught. And- he was whooping Pettis' ass and then just ate a Superman punch. And that yeah, was off the cage. Like, that that knockout is so crazy to me because that was really Wonderboy falling asleep at the wheel. But when Wonderboy's got his hands at uh, 10 and 2, you ain't fucking with him. <laughs> I feel like he actually drives at 10 and he 2. He probably does. Like, in real life. Yo, Wonderboy has a twitch where he curses all the time. It's like when I heard Bob Saget curse in a stand-up for the oh, first time. That Bob Saget stand-up where he curses <laughs> is so good. Oh my god, I was like, Wonder Boy curses? And he curses all the time on it. It's amazing. <laughs> like, this shit's crazy. Uh, so yeah, Wonder Boy, great follow on Twitch. That shit will open your eyes. Whole different guy. Uh, but no, he looked great in this fight. 25 minutes is easy for Wonder Boy. And then now he's trying to find his way back to the title in 2021, which I think he can. He's he's just such a tough puzzle for people to figure out. That as long as you he doesn't get to the ground, which his takedown defense is pretty damn good, I think he has a shot against anyone. Yeah, I mean, the striking is the puzzle, and a lot of people don't want to mess with that wood chipper. And if you're not willing to punch when he's punching, which a lot of fighters aren't, you're going to get beat up. And Jeff Neal was a perfect example of that. He couldn't figure out when to throw, and he just got pieced up. So I can see another you know title run for him. Um, I wonder what a fight with him... And Masvidal looks like. I think he pieces Masvidal up. All right, then give it to me. Yeah, I, I just think Wonder Boy is better. Again, Masvidal would have to really catch him falling asleep with it, and I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, Masvidal will throw with Wonder Boy. He's he's a pretty good striker, but I'd like to see that fight. Wonderboy versus Masvidal. I'm, they're not going to do it. They're probably going to angle towards Masvidal and Covington. But Wonderboy's here. Like, let him fight him. Masvidal and Covington won hell of a fight. Yeah. The fight for Trump's heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, 
damn, I like that fight. I mean, let's see who else is here. We have, um, I don't know, is Leon Edwards running that fight back? I, I don't know. What's that he caught the Rona. I, I don't know, man. I feel bad for Leon. Masvidal is a yeah. Wonder Boy was sitting at nine in the rankings, I think. I don't know. Gilbert Burns? Nah, Gilbert's getting that shot at uh, Oh, he's getting the title shot. Yeah. yeah. So you have that. Yeah, it's really just Leon, Masvidal, and Covington are the only other people to show, you know, ahead of him to show that he deserves a shot. That's tough. Yeah. We should. And I think, yeah, you, Covington and Masvidal is too much money. You got to do it. Yeah, you have to. You got you to do it now before somebody else gets to him. So. Yeah. So I, I say... You might just have to fight the winner of Leon Edwards and... Um, Kamaev. Oh, and Kamaev, yeah. Fuck it. Because, I mean, outside of that, who are you fighting? Michael Chiesa? <laughs> like, you're going behind That's you? That's probably like, the fight they'll book next, to be honest with you. Wonderboy and Chiesa is a fight they, they will probably book. Yeah, but that just kind of leaves them stagnant. I know. I agree. But I just I figure they haven't paired those two yet. They'll probably end up doing it. Yeah. I like Wonder Boy in that fight too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you get the winner of Edwards and Kamaev, and Kamaev just a whole different problem. Yeah, different. So you better hope Leon Edwards solves that before you get there, because that's the probably the only stylistic matchup I don't like for Wonder Boy. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes, but good showing to close out the year. Dre, it is holiday time. The next time the people hear us, it'll be on our best of twenty twenty. Uh, episodes, which is really cool. We're going to give our best fights, best songs, best artists and music, best knockouts, best wrestling matches, all of that stuff over the course of our next couple of episodes. It is going to be fun. We appreciate you guys. Hopefully, you're, everyone is enjoying a great holiday season. You guys can follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Please check out our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes, on adfreeshows.com. We have Sonny Kiss as our guest this week. Uh, Sonny has been a guest on the Wrestling with Stereotypes live show, and that was great. So we had to give Sonny more time to really talk about that story and the journey and time in AEW. So much has changed since last time we were on stage with Sonny. So it was amazing. Make sure you guys check that out. That is out right now. And then also, shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Shout out to the sponsors. It's been a great 2020. Hopefully, it's going to be an even better 2021 as we get to go outside again, as we get to see live events and live shows. I cannot wait. I'm telling you, I am so excited to see everyone in person again. Make sure you guys stay safe. Have a great, great, and happy new year. Enjoy it. Live it up. For right now, though, it's been great. 2020 has been, eh. 2021 is going to be even better. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.